If you're a mom who's locked yourself in the bathroom for five minutes of peace, this is your podcast. I'm Jody Schilling, your host. Welcome to the Good Mom Podcast. Here, we will talk about how to stop people pleasing, how to stop doing too much for everyone else, and we'll define what a real good mom really is. I can tell you, as a mom of four, I have been through it all, and I beat myself up for years believing I was not enough. I finally cracked the code on how to be my real self. I learned how to stop apologizing, and it changed everything. You can start now to be the real you, the mom you were always meant to be. Let's do it. Hi, moms. This is episode 22, and last week you remember I shared five truths that every mom needs to know, and I said that I actually had 15 to share, so this is part two. This is the next five, and these ones are more truths that are personal truths to me that I am sharing with a little bit of vulnerability in the hopes that maybe these are issues for you sometimes as well, and By hearing me say them, they will be something you can face for yourself and or if you have. So let's do it. All right. Five honest truths about this real mom. Okay. First of all, I don't have it all figured out, you guys. I think that sometimes with my coaching and sometimes when I share things about autism or borderline or the coaching model, I think that sometimes I may sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe not, <laughs> but but honestly, I really don't have, even though I have a lot of knowledge, I don't have it all figured out and I still struggle, especially in terms of my own personal work to do, my own self-coaching around approval. I still have that, even though that's one of the things that I has made such a difference in my life. It's not like it's solved. You know, it's not, it's still something that I work through and it pops up in different areas of my life. And I think it's important for us when we think about these anchor beliefs that when we can say to ourselves, we don't have it all figured out yet, and that's okay. I think it gives us permission to continue to be a lifelong learner and to be open to the idea that we may get a lot of knowledge and expertise in one particular area, and it may be really effective for a while in whatever area that is, and yet it may show up in a different area of our life. And then the application of that concept is going to be different. It's going to go to a deeper level. It's going to sometimes maybe cause us to challenge what we originally learned about that concept. And that's okay too. And that's part of what we're supposed to do as lifelong learners. So that is truth number one, that I don't have it all figured out. (laughs) And truth number two is that I have recently noticed, and this has come up throughout my life, and I think it could be helpful for you for anybody, for any mom who may also do this, but we can self-sabotage at the worst possible moment 
And knowing that I think is also a very important thing. For me, it's been my weight, my up and down weight battle. I have self-sabotaged over and over again. And even the last time where I thought I finally figured out that I was an emotional eater and if I could not eat my feelings, if I could just feel my feelings and notice my feelings, then I wouldn't have to go through this eating my feelings thing and putting weight back on. And self-sabotage totally did that again. And here's the thing about it though. I think what we need to understand about self-sabotage is that what we're saying to ourselves when we sabotage our goals is the question I think that I ask myself is, will you still love me if I fail at this thing? That's really what I'm saying on a deeper level. I'm saying that to myself. So with my weight, if I put my weight back on, will I shame myself and give up on myself and basically hate on myself? Or if I put my weight back on, will I still love myself? And that's a pretty big deal. And there's other examples I can give you besides weight, but I think that understanding that that's really what we're trying to do to ourselves is, is um, we're trying to hold this kind of conditional love out there. It's really what it is, right? It's like, will you still love me if, and I think the answer is yes, I will still love you if you put your weight on. And I think that was the most recent lesson that I had to learn myself. I had to prove to myself, I should say. So yes, I am at my, I'm up on my weight and I'm at a size that isn't the size I want to be. It's not the size that feels good to me in terms of just physically when I get up in the morning and I get dressed and I, if I want to go on a run, my body isn't where I want it to be right now in terms of its health and its size. And that's okay. And I love myself. And that's so, so different than all the other times where I hated on myself. And again, we'll go back to truth number one here. I don't have it all figured out. And maybe when I think that this is really the last time I'm learning this lesson, maybe it isn't. And I'm open to that too. But the idea that we can self-sabotage is something to be onto ourselves about. We really need to take a look at those times and those places when we do that. And I have another quick one to share with you real quick that's just so interesting. But I, I recently had an opportunity to take a dream job in the last year. It was a job that I was so excited about applying for. And this is the crazy thing that I did. This was a self-sabotage move that was so fascinating. But when I was going to apply for it, I had to update my resume. And so I was in this really like panicky energy about getting my application in. And I, I pulled it up and I was looking at like how to freshen your resume or update your resume and you know, how to get noticed. So I had one document up on how to get noticed and how to update. And I had my resume and I went in and I was in this frantic energy and I left out a very important part of my job title and I did it. Honestly, I feel like as I think back on it, I feel like I really did it as a self-sabotage move. But at the time I was, it was more subconscious. 
I didn't consciously leave the words out of my title, but when I turned that in and then I went back and read it, it was like, I knew that I did that. It was so weird. It was so crazy. Anyway, I got all the way to the final round for this job and then I didn't get the job. And I know that it was that weird, because there was a question about, you know, what exactly is your job title? And there was this question about it and this confusion. And I totally sabotaged that. And it's so interesting to be so close to a goal. And then, you know, because again, I was telling myself, if you don't get this job, will you still love yourself? That really was the question. That's what self-sabotage is. The question was, Yes, I do still love myself that I didn't get that job, but I don't want to sabotage myself when I get close to my goals anymore. I want to be aware of this. So this is why I'm sharing it. Okay, truth number three. Here's another area where we have these rules about what makes us a good mom and what makes us a bad mom. And I think we all agree that we want to throw those labels out completely, but they're part of that narrative that is really programmed into our brains. And so I think instead of trying to just throw out these labels and say, we're not going to use them, I think to be truthful, they're going to continue to come up on our feed in our, if you will, in our brain, right? They're still going to come up. And, and I think for me, instead of trying to just reject good mom or bad mom, I think I'd rather just look at it and say, oh, interesting, Interesting that that is in my category of a good mom and that one is in my category of a bad mom. And, and then, and then I can decide if I want to not have categories at all, but I still think it's important to look at them as they come up. And one of them that's coming up for me is that I am not organized. And that goes in my story of being not a good mom. Like good moms are organized is my in my rule book somewhere along the line that happened. I don't know when. And so this idea that I knew I want to be more organized again, the truth is for me, and I'm using organization as an example, but the truth number three is that we have rules about good mom and bad mom that we can challenge. That's the real rule. The example I'll share with you is mine about organization. So for me, I judge myself really hard about this, this skill deficit that I have. And it really is a story that it's, that's even a story too, to say that I have a skill deficit as in being organized, because I could give just as much evidence that I'm very organized, but I want, my brain wants to give me this evidence that I'm not, and that that means something bad. And this is how I like to think about it. And I hope that this will give you, this will be helpful for you if you have some of these rules like this also. But as far as organizing goes, I love the effects of being organized. I love to walk into my office and know where everything is and have, you know, my journals all in order and my office supplies ready and just my whole office just set up and ready to go. And I love the same thing in my pantry when everything's nicely organized and easy to see and find. And I love the feeling when my garage gets cleaned, you know, like in any example of having an organized space, I get a definite, like, (laughs) I don't know what the hormone would be, dopamine, (laughs) I mean, I love that. It's so fascinating that 
it's not enough to motivate me <laughs> to to keep things organized. This is such an interesting thing, right? So my thought about it is that I love the effects of being organized and I want to be a person who maintains and I'm getting better. It's a skill that I can develop more and I'm getting better at. And those are the thoughts that serve me as far as organization goes. But that doesn't mean that if I'm not organized, I'm a bad mom or I need to shame myself or feel bad about it. So you see the difference? It's like, I think part of it is owning that it's a skill I'm still working on and being truthful about that. And the other part is recognizing how the effects of it are not only just because I feel better about it, they help me show up in the way that I want to show up. So there's some truth about the idea of being, for example, people who are organized are professional and they're people that I like to engage with. And they're also, I feel like they're effective. They use their time well, and that allows for a better, like gives more time for better connections and relationships. And so I, I see all the benefits of how being organized and being skilled at being organized is going to improve my life and the lives of the people I work with. So for all of those reasons, I want to do it and I want to get better at it. But I also own the fact that right now, <laughs> when you look at my my methods of organization, you will see that my garage even though I cleaned it, I cleaned it seven, seven months ago. I got it all the way clean. It is all the way messy now. This is an interesting pattern of behavior that I have that I notice, And I'm sharing with you in the hopes that you have one of the same or similar types of areas of your life where you have this kind of dual understanding of, you know, that you would like to have a better result in your life. And you also recognize that it's an area that if you shame yourself about it, you're never going to, you're never going to change or grow or get better at that thing. The next truth, truth number four. Okay. I really like this one. I hope this one really can help a lot of you because for many of us moms who all of us that have kids going through things and we've made that mean that we're, it's our fault or it's our responsibility or, you know, that whole story that we've talked about. Here's the thing. I've been through a lot of shit. It's true. And although that's part of my story, it's not the point of my story. And that is so important to me because I really have always been, it's always bothered me and I've always been just kind of like, how do I address this? And I don't know how to bring it up to people, but when I tell people some of my story, people want to empathize and I appreciate that. And they'll say, oh my gosh, you've been through so much, but that's not the point. That's the thing I want to say is that it's, yes, I have, but in comparison, and not that I think comparison is useful at all, but we've all been through shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's nobody's keeping score on the number of events of events you went through, how many people you've lost, how many, you know what I mean? Like, and there's, and we're not keeping score on the intensity of it. I just don't find that to be useful at all. And so 
I hesitate sometimes to tell some of the things that I've gone through because I think people do get the wrong idea and it's no one's fault that this happens, but I just, I like to think of it as we've all been through shit. (laughs) We're all going to continue to go through shit. And that is not the point. The point is like, if we take one of these events that I've been through for me, the point of like my losing my sister, we can take as an example I don't want to tell you about when I got the phone call and how much guilt I felt because we weren't close at the time. And, and, you know, I don't want to tell you all of that. What I want to tell you is that the process of me going through the grieving helped me see the value of my relationship with her before she died. The short amount of time I had was what I learned was the perfect amount of time, that that was our like golden time before, you know, before she turned 17, that was supposed to be that way. I mean, that, that was the huge lesson for me. And that I think is for any event that we have, anything that we go through. It's not that what we went through, it's not like the event, it's what we learned from it. It's what we made meaning of from it. So that was a really important one. I hope that helps you. And the last one I have to share This one is, I think this is getting a little deep here, (laughs) but this is like, what is the point of our life as a mom in relationship to our life as a human being? And I think this is pretty big because this whole concept of why I wanted to be a coach for moms and, and I wanted to work with moms who have been through really hard things. And I want to be work with moms who are wanting to be their authentic selves. And they've noticed that they've kind of gambled that away. They've, they've tried to make a trade for their self-worth by doing all these things and doing all these things at the highest, closest to perfect level possible. And that that had a cost on them. And so while I still want that so much and I want to continue to help in that way, I also don't want to lose sight of the fact that we as women are human beings who had a life before we became a mom and we will have a life after our kids go on and have their own lives as adults. And I'm in this phase right now where my kids are going out to have their own lives as adults and I will always be their mom still, of course. But I think that there's an important transition of recognizing that my life is not consumed by me being a mom, providing all of this, the idea that when we're a family and we all live under the same roof and we raise our kids, there's this idea that that is our job. That's our paramount job for for that time period, right? And so now letting go of my kids in the sense that I want them to be independent adults and I want them to go through the struggles and the shit, if you will, of being an adult, making decisions regarding their job and their money and their relationships and all of that. And there's a really big part of letting them go and letting them, you know, try it out on their own. And so I think and letting them go and letting them do that is also when we let ourselves be who we are. And I really believe that this time period that we're in for, for any of the moms, I know that I have moms 
with kids going into kindergarten versus kids going into middle school versus kids going into college or even kids at adult kids that are you're having family dynamics with grandkids even. So I know that we're all in different places, but I think that each of them have a have an important part in our identity, right? So whatever stage we're in, I think we have to remember that we are a mom and we have that part of our identity, but it is just part of our identity. And we're also a woman and a friend and we still have that inner child in us sometimes that feels awkward and uncomfortable and scared. And so I just, that that's another truth that I felt like I needed to share with you all because it was one of those things. In fact, all five of these that I'm sharing with you today are one of those things that I would like to just think of this little voice in my head that's saying, you need to talk about that or like, don't forget about this. And sometimes I just like think it's there and I think I don't like give it enough attention. And then I realize, wait a second, that really is important. I do need to talk about that. I need to bring that out and share it. So that's what I wanted to do today with these five. These are a little more personal take and I hope that they're helpful for you. And as always, if you have questions, if this brings up something that you want to chat about, please reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at goodmomcoach. You can also find me on Facebook at the same place. And you can check my website. It's also goodmomcoach.com. I hope to hear from you all. And I will see you next week for the last five truths. And we'll go back to being a little more general next week. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast, please rate and review so we can spread the word to other moms who are going through the same thing. You can also find me over on Instagram. You'll find links to my website there, information about my coaching program, and free resources. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great week and please rate and review.